welcome. Raise your inner game today. This is David Levin. Mental Game Monday, Monday, November 8th. So what things have been picking me up and pulling me down the last couple of weeks? Well, I would say the first one is that it's November 8th, <laughs> pulling me down. Nothing wrong with November 8th. It's just fall. You know, we just had um, daylight savings lapse this last weekend. Nice to get the extra hour, but I just don't like the short days. We've had some unseasonably warm temperatures, but we've got some cold ones coming. You know, I just don't like it that much. It's a bit of a load. And that's the whole definition of everything we talk about here is the things that are just sort of systemic downward pulls that you have to compensate for. So there's one. That's not a huge thing. I guess most of these aren't huge things. But it's a thing, no doubt. All right, so here I got a couple of good ones these last couple of weeks. So first two weeks ago, it was just a bad week, especially for that feeling that you like to get from work done. It was terrible, just terrible. So it started out, this was two weeks ago, started out on Tuesday. I needed to go to La Crosse, which is not that far. It's 45 minutes, but I had to go there for, you know, a doctor's appointment. So, um, you know, three or four hours out of my day, which is really most of my day, given the other things that I have to get done around my work periods too. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday, drove to Madison, which is a full two hours. Had to take Peter for a musical conference sort of thing. And this was kind of funny too, but he had to have a proof of vaccination to get in. And we forgot to bring that with us. And we had some alternates, you know, we had, uh, we didn't have a picture of his card. We had access to his medical records online, which we thought should be sufficient. That actually is the most official word, but they weren't taking that. Margaret was at work. We were desperately trying to, you know, text back and forth and figure out what we were going to do other than drive two hours back, get a picture, send it. Ultimately, they ended up accepting the uh, medical records online. But we just stood there in this little cubby off of the side of the registration table for an hour, desperately trying to solve this. Finally did. A long and the short of it is I got home, uh, you know, I'm not super late, but that was a long and sort of stressful, uh, non-work, non-productive day, felt like. So that was Wednesday. Thursday, drove back to Madison again for the performance and some other errands. And we were out late, got home super late that night. So again, tiring and stressful and more driving and short of sleep. So that was Thursday. Friday was nothing really out of the ordinary. Try to get a little stuff done then. Saturday drove back to La Crosse. I needed a COVID test for something else coming up. And that was just a really frustrating week. And then of course in the weekend and so I just really was, I don't want to say crabby because I don't know how many people noticed it, but I was not enjoying that week one bit. And then two, three days later into last week, Tuesday, I went in for surgery, <laughs> which is why I had to go to La Crosse twice the week before. One was for a pre-surgery exam and the other was for a COVID test. I had to go there on Saturday because there was nothing available here in Viroqua on Saturday. So the surgery went fine. 
and it was not, um, oh, I don't know, I guess you could almost technically say it was elective. It was not like for any sort of critical condition, but I hadn't been, you know, knocked out for surgery where they've got a, you know, full anesthesia and a ventilator tube and all that for a long time, like I would say 20 years probably. And, you know, that just knocks you out. I mean, in every way. First of all, it was in lacrosse, and I was first up for the day. So I had to be there at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> and it takes us about 45 minutes to drive, and they wanted me to grab a shower before that. So I was up at like 4.15. So I even started the whole thing just in totally short of sleep, right? And then there's the procedure itself, which is a little bit nerve-wracking, I have to confess, can't lie about that. Got a little nervous. A little bit. Not bad, actually, but still a little. And then uh, probably got out of there, I want to say, maybe 1 o'clock. We headed home. And, oh, my gosh. Of course, I hadn't eaten yet, you know. So stressful in many, many ways. And um, that just lingers. I mean, the, the effects of being put out like that, the trauma in so many different areas, just weigh on you for days uh, I think I mean so it's Monday today I think it was just really this last weekend and even s some Saturday I was still feeling it, I think um, today you know pretty close to normal as far as the energy the mindset yesterday today probably and of course on the other side still uh, aware of the um, incision basically sort of wound care and dealing with that so those are the big things but they were pretty good that week before with all that insane driving every day, it seemed like hours of driving. And then the operation last week. Whew, that was good. So then on the upside, well, here's a little bitty one first. I think I might have mentioned uh, earlier that I had ordered a little bracelet that says Memento Mori on it. Remember that you die because I didn't want to get a tattoo. And I found that that thought helps me a lot. So I got the bracelet and uh, I kind of like it. I can imagine um, getting to the point where I kind of don't see it. Um, but I've had it for a week or so, and I do kind of like it. So good news there. The other one, I've been talking to some other people related to some of the other work I do about how to talk about what they do, talk about their business, their work. You know, you just meet somebody casually. Say, hey, what do you do? How do you answer that question in a way that, strategically is helpful that gets them to get what you do and maybe think about people they could refer you to without asking for a referral. It's kind of an interesting thing, really. If you can describe what you do in a really clear way, it's a really natural response. The other person immediately goes, oh, I know somebody that would be great for, you know? And that's really sort of the measure of if you've communicated it clearly, <clears throat> because they will almost always do that. So anyway, I was talking about that again, and I just kind of revisited how I talk about that with the Sports Academy. And, oh, I, you know, I've heard guidance on this from many different people over many, many, many years. One of them, a good friend of mine, would always say, start with, he would start with something like, I have a company called X. And I... Just start playing around with that phraseology again, just sitting with it. I have a company called X, you know, called Razor Internet Sports Academy. 
And it was really fascinating to me to see how that shifted my mental focus on what I should be working on. So here's what I mean. I'll see if I can describe this. On any given day, if I sit down to, you know, think about what I should work on, there are all kinds of things that I can be interested in, that I can think are good ideas, that I can want to jump into and work on. For example, I think I might have mentioned a couple weeks ago, I had an idea for a new podcast series that I still think is a great idea. They do tend to be things that involve some creation, like, again, the podcast would, or maybe a new email series or things like that. And they're not complete diversions. I mean, they're in the they're definitely along the path of what would help grow the company, right? But when I thought about those that particular phrase, I have a company, it kind of clicked me into what, uh, for lack of a better word, I would call CEO mode. And not inner CEO, like raise your inner game, but actual outer CEO. Like I'm the guy whose job it is to grow this company, right? To make this company go. And once I clicked into that mode, it really changed the things that I was interested in working on. Like all those other things I mentioned, like the podcast or anything else, all those things were clearly secondary. Again, good things, but not really a direct path to our number one job right now. So that was just really interesting to me. And I've been, and what I did was, and this you'll recognize this, but I put a daily repeating item on my calendar for the next four weeks. It just says, I run a company or something like that. I have a company. So every day, it's sitting there in front of me on my calendar to remind myself to think along those terms and stay focused, just laser focused on this one thing I most feel uh, needs to happen next. It's been really helpful. And so what does that have to do with the, sort of the gravity lift component? Well, the lift is, it feels really great. When, you know, you, you click into a, a better perspective like that, all of a sudden you go, oh, right, of course, this is what we should be doing. And so there's a real uh, inspiration and energy in that clarity. There's also a bit of difficulty because in this particular case, the thing I most feel needs to happen is not something I can directly control. I need to connect with people. I need to persuade them to do something. I need to, in some cases, reach out to people I don't know just to learn more. I don't really know everything that has to happen to make this next step. And that brings up a lot of insecurities in me. My first thought is just like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do it. You know, it's uh, it's the fear of rejection, I suppose, or it's not really confrontation because it's not a confrontational thing, but it's in that family of just instinctive resistance to interacting with strangers. <laughs> it, it's, it's something to do with that anyway. So a lot of that comes up. Fortunately, uh, that's just the instinctive response, and it's sort of a little instant depressing blast of, oh, crap, I can't do that, so... I guess it's just not going to work. But then I know better, right? And I know how to set those aside and keep thinking about it. And I go, well, wait, wait, why, why won't that work? Are you sure you couldn't maybe try this or that? And all of a sudden you start getting some ideas and you start thinking, oh, no, of course I can do that. And then you get moving on it. So primarily lift upward, like I say, positive, inspiring, all that kind of stuff mixed in with some uh, sort of interesting resistance, uh, unconscious, sort of hardwired uh, resistance. 
And another little element of it, I mentioned earlier that as I really thought through what needed to happen, I realized I just don't know enough. I literally don't know enough about this question. I need to reach out to some people and ask for some, you know, consulting, for some ideas, for some feedback. And um, just this idea that I would ask for help. That's another aspect of this clicking up into the CEO sort of mindset. When I picture somebody in the CEO role, like a founder of a company, well, just part of that whole framework is they're putting a team together, right? They're not expecting to do every bit of it themselves. They know that there's different sort of expertise that needs to be brought in for different aspects of the project. And they just look for people. Of course they do. I have spent so many years, like really the vast majority of my life, operating on kind of a lone wolf mentality. I can do this. I can do that. I can take care of this. I can learn about this. That that idea that I'm going to have to ask for some help to move this thing forward, there's really a lot of resistance around that. But when I click up, like I said, into the CEO mode, I'm like, well, of course you do. Nothing weird about that. Just call somebody. Just think about who you know. Anyway, feeling good about that this week. Now, I guess the reality check is there. You can get clarity. You can get some more uh, confidence in doing some of these things that might naturally feel a little uncomfortable. And that still doesn't mean everything's going to happen right away. <laughs> right? You reach out to somebody, great. And I can talk next week. And you reach out to somebody else, and or maybe you don't hear from them at all. So the next challenge is to keep that clarity even though there are periods where there's really nothing much for you to do. Anyway, I'm working on that right now. So anyway, that's my story from these last two weeks. Uh, the big stuff was that crazy surgical prep stuff and the surgery itself. And then on the flip side was sort of the new energy and clarity on the business side. So there we have it. Happy November to you. I hope that's not a contradiction in terms. Of course, it's not. November is a beautiful month and Thanksgiving and all that. That's great. And I will talk to you again next time.